So, Bill, you've been in Kelowna for about 19 years now. 1999, I think, is when you came here. How did you get to Kelowna? Tell us that story. Well, it was it was a little bit of a plan, actually. I, um, I was in the military for 20 years, um, hit my retirement years, and I've been doing um, Ironmans quite exclusively at that time. I was still running, but Ironman was sort of my poison of choice. And uh, I had been to Penticton um, in 88 and 90 and, and decided that the valley was where I wanted to wind up. So when I des- decided to retire from serving the country and, and being in the military, um, I pointed it here mm-hmm. and um, found a job that uh, sort of fit my mold, what I like to do. And moved. Right. Lock, stock, and barrel. <laughs> so you're in the military. Um, I understand there's, it's very rigorous, the initial training. Uh, were you a person who was always in great physical shape, like as a, a kid and a teenager? Were you running in, in great physical shape? Or is this something that happened when you joined the military? Yeah, well, the military's. Um, it's the great equalizer. So it takes everybody that uh, is not in shape and, and puts them into particularly really good shape. And they do that um, <laughs> systematically. Right. Um, and that's a whole whole different story. But no, I've, I've been running. Uh, so I'm, I'm 55 years old now. And I've been running for 45 of those 55 years. So in essence, I've been running my entire life. Oh. Uh, I was born, I was a premature kid, and uh, I had uh, hip dysplasia when I was born. It, it, my hips weren't formed properly. So I walked around in a double diaper and a knee brace for the first two years of my life. And my parents were told that I was probably never going to be very physically active and expect me not to walk well and not and not really to run or be active in sports. Uh, that kind of blew those doctors out of the water. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I started, I, I met the, a gentleman by the name of uh, John Delaney, um, in middle school, mm-hmm. and um, he saw that I could run. And I like to say I learned to run so I could stay away from the big kids because right. I was a little guy. Uh, I graduated high school. I was five foot one and weighed 100 pounds, dripping wet. Mm-hmm. Right? I was a year early graduating high school, and I said, premature kid. And I'm still not a big guy by any stretch of the imagination. You know, I'm 149 and right. five, seven and a half, apparently, because I shrunk. Uh, <laughs> so. No, uh, the military didn't get me in shape. Actually, the military slowed me down. Wow. Yeah. Uh, so are you saying the training that they do in the military is kind of less than you are already accustomed to? Yeah, well, I mean, it's different, right? So um, in the military, you have to be in shape to do longer hours, carry packs, carry weight, carry a rifle. Although I was an aircraft technician, um, I fixed airplanes for my time in the service, but first and foremost, you're a soldier. So they train you to be able to um, be awake for long periods of time, and they train you to be able to carry a uh, 55-pound rucksack over 11 or 12 miles because that's you know, a 17-pound weapon fully loaded. That's part of the job. Um, you're forced to march everywhere. You're forced to do PT every day. Um, I was running in basketball high tops in the military. Mm. And so we'd go from a track shoe, even 40 years ago now, oh my God, 40 years ago, track shoe was pretty archaic, but it was still a much lighter, much more flexible shoe than a basketball high top of 40 years ago. So, sure. um, you know, I, I was 
coming out of high school, I'd run a 402 mile. And when I finished military basic training, uh, I couldn't run a 402 mile if my life depended on it. I was back to 430. Oh. Because they shorten your stride, everybody, when you run is with 120 men, you run at a 30-inch pace. Um, when you walk, you walk at a 30-inch step. So everything's done on 30 inches. So it actually shortened my gait, which slowed me down right. um, from running into things. But that didn't last long. Right. right. Once you're out of basic training, then you're on to trades training, and then you, you learn your, your MOCs, as called. So um, mm-hmm. I learned how to fix airplanes. That's what I did for, for 20 years. Fixed or taught how to fix airplanes. Right. So did you deal with airplanes after retiring from the military? Yeah. Or you, did you do something totally different? <laughs> no. When I retired, um, I... I got offered a job at Bombardier. I got offered a job uh, at Mac Douglas down in the States. I got a job at Boeing. Um, and I decided it was a conscious decision. I wanted nothing to do with airplanes. After being in this environment that was high stress, no um, budget constraints, fix the airplane, get it loaded, get it gone to war, uh, I didn't want to go to take out a box to put people on a bus, basically, to take them across the country. Right. Right. So uh, it was a conscious decision, and I sort of fell into what I'm doing currently and, and what I did immediately post-military, and that was I'd always had a job, because they moved me around a lot, I always had a job in a bar or in a, in a, in a restaurant cooking or serving or pouring drinks because it was the best way to meet people. Mm-hmm. Um, you go to a new town every 18 months, you, you want to be able to meet the locals fast so you have some group of friends to hang out with. So right. I had two, alternate, two ways to do that. One was running. So I met people at running clubs or at races that were local. And two was alcohol. Um, right. Everybody enjoys a good beer. So I wound up um, in the restaurant industry because I'd been doing that as a part-time gig my whole military career. So uh, I was in Vancouver when I retired and a guy said, uh, gentleman was looking for somebody with my skill set that could organize his kitchen for him. So mm-hmm. I, I sort of gravitated to that and wound up working there for in that place for I don't know four to six months, and then I did uh, a little stint down in Penticton for six to eight months, and found out that Penticton was a pretty sleepy community during the winter, mm-hmm. and it wasn't a lot of work. And then wound up uh, Peachland, um, working for a. a good friend now, boss back then, mm-hmm. um, ran his place for, I don't know, six, eight months. And then there's a gentleman here in town by the name of Ernie Thatcher that was looking for a, a cook and a GM kind of guy, and mm-hmm. I fit the mold, and I, I really wasn't interested in the job. I was tired, and I just wanted to relax and be a ski bum for a year. Just I didn't really need to work. And uh, got convinced by a buddy to go meet Ernie, and him and I hit it off like, two peas in a pod and started working for him and thus become a clone resident. I've been a clone resident ever since. You say that uh, you're always seeking new ways to create great food for dietary concerns. Tell us a little bit about your diet. So you're still very active. You're 55 years old. You're still running all the time. Very physically active. I think you've got the energy of a 25-year-old, it's fair to say. (laughs) So tell do you drink beer? Uh, or hard liquor, and do you tell us a little bit about your diet, if you don't mind? Okay, well, um, yeah, my diet's pretty. It was funny. Just last week, um, so I'm going to the National 5K in Toronto in October, and um, 
the room's been, I'm, I'm rooming with three other athletes, and the email I received was that they put us all into a suite so we could cook for ourselves because Andrew, athletes are stringent upon, amongst their diets. Sure. <laughs> I am not so stringent. Uh, I have some, ti- some dietary concerns. Uh, I'm a celiac, mm-hmm. so that means I, I don't eat uh, wheat or any wheat or gluten products. So that's uh, problematic when you eat out for a lot of places. And uh, at 50, I found out that I wasn't breaking down, didn't produce the enzyme anymore to break down lactose. So I'm also lactose dairy-free. So my diet is probably 95% um, plant-based now. Mm. I, I still eat meat, but not a lot. Um, and owning my own restaurant here in town, we have um, probably 100 items on our menu, 30 of which are, are plant-based. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's so that we can accommodate people like myself. What's the name of your restaurant? Uh, my restaurant's called EK's Grill. It's up in Glenmore. Um, it's a 110-seat restaurant, and it's a family place. We're open breakfast, lunch, and dinner. We close at 8 o'clock every night. Um, we serve a great glass of beer um, and some good wines. So, yes, I still drink beer, and um, my hard liquor of choice is scotch. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I've got the energy level of, of a 25-year-old, and I or younger. Um, I like to say that the brain never forgets how to be that age, but the body very quickly does. <laughs> so when you stop being active, it's very hard to get yourself um, relit and restarted. And from yeah. a running perspective, I'd by the time I hit 40, I think I'd probably done everything that as an athlete, an endurance athlete, that you'd want to do. I'd done you know 18 Ironmans. I'd done more marathons you could shake a stick at. I've run most of the major marathons in the world. I've done 10Ks and 5Ks, you know, my my PB's below 30 for a 10K and below 16 for a 5K, and I've, or I said I've done a 402 mile. Um, there wasn't a lot left. I'd, I've done, you know, um, a handful or more ultras, including, you know, the Canadian Death Race, which is 35,000 feet of ascending and descending over 125 kilometers in under 24 hours. And then along came this little thing called Parkrun. And it's a way to give back to the running community. It's been a great part of my life. Mm-hmm. And I start got Parker on going here in Canada, so that's uh, that's that's just a whole. That's another story that we can we can talk about. But Parker on is um, an amazing free timed five k that brings it to the masses. It, it brings people from all walks of life, um, all shapes and sizes, all physical abilities, um, mental abilities to a common place where they can partake in something that costs them nothing but their time. Mm. Nice. And how often does that run in Kelowna? Is it once a year? <laughs> no. Um, Park Run runs every Saturday at 9 o'clock. Oh, wow. So it's 5K. It's 5K. So and the, it started in, um, Park Run started in uh, the UK 14 years ago. And coincidentally, that 14 years ago, I was starting to put on little... 5k runs during the winter months here because there wasn't nothing happening during the winter months for a runner and i did that for i don't know three or four years and then i wound up um with a neurological disorder so i had to take care of myself and i had to let that drop and then four years ago now a friend of mine who i was in the military with found me through facebook facebook's a wonderful thing that way and she said to me you got to bring Park Run to Canada. And I went, what's Park Run? Like, truly, what is it? 
And she said, oh, it's a timed 5K. And I went, do you know how many 5Ks there are in Canada? What's so special about this? So she said, well, Google it, take a look. So I did. And very quickly realized that the concept was unique amongst um, all events. First off, it's not a race, it's a run. Secondly, it's, there's no cost involved to the um, participant. Um, it's free. It's free to register. It costs you nothing but about two minutes of your time. You go to parkrun.ca forward slash register and fill out five questions, basically. That gives you a barcode. And your barcode is your timing um, ID, for lack of better words. So you go to an event. I'll use the new Sunrite Marathon that happens here in town in October. You're going to go to a store um, that's a sponsor of the, of the event, and you'll pick up a bib, and you'll pick up a timing chip, and then you'll go to the race start, and you'll check in with that bib and that timing strip, and you need to keep them with you at all times. You'll go across some timing mats. They'll tell people where you're at throughout the course of the event. You'll finish the event. You'll have to t- hand in your timing chip. You keep your bib. Um, high stress for a lot of people. Mm. Park runs the antithesis of that. It's the complete opposite. So you print out your barcode and you show up. Mm. You run our 5K, you cross the finish line, we give you another little barcode tag that has your place on it. You go to our scanning table, we scan you out of the event. If you forget your barcode, we write your name down. Right. Not a big deal. Um, after park runs over, I log onto my computer, I upload the, our little stopwatch that we've got that uploads to the net and I upload our barcodes that we've scanned and you get an email from me that says congratulations you've just had a PB or you, this is your first park run welcome um, or this is your 50th park run when you break 50 park runs um, Park Run Global which is in the UK sends you a, a t-shirt that says congratulations you've done 50 park runs wow. when you break 100 they send you another one that says, congratulations, you've done 100. There are now people on this planet that have done a 1,000 park runs. Wow. So think about that for a second. That means you're doing a 5K every Saturday for about 12 years, never missing a Saturday, yeah. to do a 1,000 park runs. Amazing. We are at 100 and... I think this is 105 today, Yeah. park runs, here in Kelowna. Mm-hmm. We've got 2,000 people registered. I see 60 to 80 people every weekend. Um, I see two to three tourists from across the globe. We had a guy today from Poland. We had a guy from the UK today. And we had a guy from New Zealand today, mm-hmm. or a gal from New Zealand. Come to Kelowna for one reason only, to do parkrun. Yeah. And it's been this um, wonderful, um, fun, enjoyable experience mm-hmm. bringing parkrun here. It was, it's been probably the best um, sporting thing I've ever done, right. bar none. Nice. So that's uh, 5K, and a person can go to parkrun.ca to get the details. Where, where does it start? So parkrun here in Kelowna starts at Parkinson Rec Center. Okay. So we meet um, behind Parkinson Rec Center right on the corner of Angel Way Trail and... Um, rails for trails. Mm-hmm. So if you're driving down Spall and look to your left as it crosses Clement, you'll see a big park run flag there every Saturday morning and a Saucony flag because Saucony now has come on board um, as a sponsor for park run to help 
support it financially because mm-hmm. it is like I say it's free to the masses but there is a cost involved and it has to be worn by somebody so I'm always searching mm-hmm. for sponsors for sponsors right and what time does it start starts at nine nine every Saturday morning and there's 17 now in Canada so I opened the 17th one in Regina last weekend right so there's five in BC there's 10 more on the books to open in BC there's one in Alberta there's three more on the books to open in Alberta there's obviously one in Saskatchewan now in Regina um, there's one on the books to open in Winnipeg there's five in Ontario uh, with eight on the books to open uh, there's two in Quebec with three more on the books there and there's four in um, East Coast uh, with five or six more in the books out there. So it's growing across the country, leaps and bounds, in two years. We've only been live in Canada for two years. Um, and people travel all over the planet to do park run. Like I said, we have, we've, we had a guy, just think about this for a second, this is how screwy people are. So we had a guy start his day on a Saturday morning in New Zealand. Now in New Zealand they run at 7 o'clock. Mm-hmm. In the UK, they're at 8 o'clock, and here in Canada, we've made them at 9 o'clock. So we do them at 9 o'clock because during our winter months, at least we've got a little bit of, um, you know, a little bit of warmth, right, and some yeah. and some sun. It's not dark. Right. 7 o'clock in the morning in Kelowna, it would be dark and cold right. in December. So we start all ours at 9. So this gentleman started his day at 7 o'clock in New Zealand, did his park run, got himself to his airport, Flew to Vancouver. We didn't have one in Vancouver at that point in time. Flew from Vancouver to Kelowna and did ours here in Kelowna. Why? So we could have two park runs on the same day. That's the only reason he did, did Amazing. it. Amazing. So he came to visit Kelowna. For, he stayed there for a week, but he, that's why he did it. So he could do two park runs on the same day. Right. We've had people um, fly from the UK because they needed the O in the alphabet because they're doing every letter in the alphabet. So they couldn't get... There's only three places you can get no okanagan happens to be one of them so they flew to Kelowna huh. to get their o in their alphabet so people travel amazing yeah there's 4.8 million people now registered globally parkrun right so it's a huge movement massive right i ran uh, one marathon in my life and uh i think three or four half marathons when i was a teenager um a long time ago <laughs> now uh, I walk about three and a half kilometers every day. Is it? Would this be something safe for me to try, or should I try to get myself in in better shape before running for five k? If you're walking three and a half k every day already, you can you could come do park run, not a problem. Um, we have walkers every every week. Mm. What happens? What I've noticed happen is people will show up with the intent to walk, and they'll walk. They'll run the first 150 meters, then they'll they'll get into their walking stride, and then they'll walk, and then they'll come back because we do sort of two out and back. So you go through leave our start area, you go out um, over top of the walkway that crosses Highway 97 mm-hmm. or Harvey, and then you go back across it, and you come back through our start area, and you go down rails to trails. So there's lots of activity, and you see lots of people. So the walkers in, generally wind up walk running. They do a little bit of run, they do a little bit of walk, they do a little bit of run, a little bit of walk. And ultimately, they find a group of people that are at the same speed. And they get to, because they're at the same speed and it's not a race, um, it's a run or a walk, um, they talk a lot. And then they become friends. So then what happens is, I'm here this week because Joe is here. And if if I'm not here, Joe's going to be upset at me. Right. Right? So then they go away for a week and they 
may or may not come back. And if they don't come back, well, Joe's got their number. So Joe texts you and says, where were you? Yeah. Why didn't you join me? So they give you grief. So then you're back the third week. Right. Right. So that sort of happens. And what winds up happening is people come because they've made a friend and the friend holds them accountable mm-hmm. to being active. Yeah. And that's a good thing for both your mental well-being and your physical well-being. It's a great thing for our, our healthcare system. Mm-hmm. I've seen people. So Parkland's now two years old or be two years old next weekend. And I've seen a couple form. I've seen that couple have a child, all because of park run. I've seen wow. uh, a couple came that were overweight, drop a hundred pounds a piece, wow. all because of park run. So um, it's been this this wonderful ride. I, I can't see. What, I look where triathlon was twenty years ago when I started, or Jesus, thirty years ago when I started triathlon, and it was you know, you say you're a triathlete, and people go, what's what's a triathlon? athlete or I'm an Ironman and say well what's an Ironman so you tell them and they go yeah <laughs> never going to grow not going to happen who's going to do that right right to where triathlon is now mm-hmm. I can see that happening with parkrun and I can see it happening exponentially faster because if you look at triathlon you can lay out some dough to become a triathlete mm-hmm. um, and you've got to be physically fit just to even go to a sprint I mean you're not going to go out and swim 500 meters ride 15 kilometers and run 5k if you don't have some fitness base right so you're not gonna it's not something if you're out of shape you're gonna say oh i'm gonna go to triathlon to get myself back into shape right right it might be an end goal i'm gonna get back in shape so i can do a triathlon but it's not something you're gonna say i'm gonna go do one to get in shape right parkrun is that parkrun is that i'm going to go do this every weekend so I can be in shape, so I can play with my kids or my grandkids, so I can do a triathlon, mm-hmm. so I can have a longer, healthier, more stable life. And it costs you nothing. Right. Right? I mean, everybody, show me one person on the planet that doesn't have a pair of runners. Right. My 80-year-old mother-in-law has a pair of runners. Right. Right? And she runs around her complex. Right? She's crazy like me, but that's <laughs> fine. But, um, yeah, she, so Parkrun, I think, will proliferate um, quite well. Luke Mankus is a realtor with Remax Kelowna. He loves what he does. We asked Luke if he had any regrets about moving here in 2011, and he always says, yeah, one regret, and that is he didn't move here sooner. When Luke came here, he didn't know anyone. He didn't know the neighborhoods or anything or anyone besides his daughter, who was six years old at the time. So he knows what it's like. Now, he's an expert and has helped well over 100 single people, couples, families, and investors with their real estate needs in the Okanagan. If you're new to our beautiful city, Luke can help you get connected with great lawyers, dentists, carpenters, landscapers, swimming pool installers, you name it. And whether you're new to Kelowna or not, Luke knows real estate. He can help you find a great property, negotiate a good deal, and hold your hand all the way through the process until the day you get your shiny new set of keys. Luke is known as a no-pressure kind of guy. He's had clients where it took even a year or more to get them into a property. He just doesn't believe in rushing things. On the other hand, when you decide it's time to act, he's diligent, and he'll work day and night until the job is done. Give Luke Make Us a call or a text message at any time, 778-215-4273. Again, that's 778-215-4273, 778-215-4273 to chat with Luke about real estate. 
that positive peer pressure is great. Um, I'm sure there's a group that run with you and you're among the group that finishes first, right? Even though it's not a race, I mean, you're just trained to, or do you just kind of saunter along and talk with the slow people or, or do you finish first and um, tell us about that little group? Yeah. Okay. So park run is a run. It's not an event, but people are people and I don't care who you are. Everybody's competitive. Right. Right. So even within the group of, slower individuals they get competitive and there's nothing wrong with that um i don't run a lot of park runs here in in town so like i said i think we're at 106 park runs next weekend i think i've run six maybe seven you did this morning uh this morning i put it on every weekend so i'm there every weekend right so i'm there every weekend um unless i'm racing elsewhere or if i've got something going on um, or if I got to be back at my restaurant because I don't have a cook, I'm there every every weekend. Um, I'm sort of the I'm the heartbeat, mm. right? I'm the guy that I cheer everybody on. I don't care if you're first, last, third, eighth, fifth. I don't care if you're running 15 minutes or if you're running 55 minutes. I pump people. That's my job there, and I I enjoy it, right? I see people cross finish line with smiles on their faces, and that is um, that's that's why I'm there. Nice. Um, but I have run, I think, six or seven park runs here. Um, I've run a couple elsewhere when I'm not the guy in charge. Although when I was in Regina last weekend, I was the ambassador for park run. So every time we open a park run, we send an ambassador to make sure that the new crew knows what they're doing. They know how to do all the uploads. So just to give them a little more comfort. And they introduced me as the grandfather of Park Run Canada. Don't know how I felt about that. But I am a grandfather, so I guess I'm okay with it. But I, I got a chance to run that park run, and, and yes, I ran out front and um, flat out. Right. So, yeah. Um, if you're a fast runner, you only know how to go one speed. You're, it's really tough for a guy who runs fast to slow down and run slow. Right. right? Like, yeah. Unless you're in a training run, yeah, you get to an environment where there's a bunch of people around, you drop the hammer. That's yeah. just what you do. You've been doing it for a long time. Right. Right. When I started running as a teenager, uh, I remember at the start, I would feel very nauseous, like I wanted to puke. Um, And uh, it went away after a while, once I got trained and used to it. What, if someone's going to do this run at 9 a.m., what do you recommend they eat in the morning, if anything, and at what time? Like, how much time should you leave between breakfast, and what's a good thing to have for breakfast so you've got some energy but not having digestive problems well that's that's kind of subjective i mean everybody's different um it is nine o'clock in the morning so if you're an early riser you should be have something in your system by seven right it is two hours hours. and that's true of any physical activity if you're going to if you're going to be do something physical elevate your heart rate elevate your respiratory rate you want to have most of that out of your stomach and into your digestive system within two hours, 90 minutes at the absolute latest. Mm-hmm. Um, there's nothing special. If you're if you're a person who eats cereal in the morning, have your bowl of cereal. cereal. If you're a person who has coffee and a muffin, do that. Uh, if you're a person who abstains from breakfast, which I think is the wrong thing to do, um, then abstain, mm-hmm. right? Um, your body is used to going through its day with the way you're used to feeding it. As soon as you're trying to change that, um, you can wind up with more problems than good. 
as you get back into fitness, you're going to find that you need um, energy to be able to go out and go to the gym or go to park run or go out and do your bicycle ride or whatever you choose to do for fitness. And as you get back into that world, you'll need to figure out what, what fuels your, your system. Um, personally, I'm an oatmeal guy. That's, mm-hmm. that's what I do before I run. Um, and lots of fluid. I'm also a coffee guy, so I'll have a cup of coffee in the morning regardless right. of what's going on. Um, as far as the, the, ner- the, the puking state, that's just nerves. And that's where park runs completely different. So, and it, it always um, messes with my mind because I get there and I'll set up and I'll be ready to go at 8.30 and there won't be another soul around, not a living soul. None of my volunteers will be there because it's completely run on volunteers. So if you're a runner at park run, I ask people to look, view park run from the other side of the coin and, and be a volunteer, mm-hmm. right? So we have guys that have run 10 or 15 and they'll give me one day and they'll volunteer one day. So nice. they, they, when they volunteer, there may be a, a guy is a timer, stopwatch, or there might be a scanner, or they might be you know a person that hands out the finish tokens. Or right? yeah. all the jobs are easy; nothing's tough. Takes an hour of your day, and you give back to the community that you've helped build. So they understand both sides of that coin. Mm-hmm. Um, park run, like I said, if if you go, it's different. So eight thirty, there'll be nobody there. No, I have a volunteer there. I won't have a runner there. By 8.15, all my volunteers will be there because they're nervous. They may be volunteering for the first time, so they want to make sure they know how to do their job. They don't want to screw it up for the other people who are going to do the event. But there'll still be only two or three runners. At 5 to 9, we start at 9. There'll be 10 people. Hmm. At 2 minutes to 9, there'll be 80. Hmm. Like, it's crazy how people flock to it all at the same time and at once. And everybody's ready to go at 9 o'clock because I'm pretty stringent. 9 o'clock start time, I start at 9. Right. I do a little pre-race. I thank the volunteers. I sort of give the lay of the land as the way the course goes. Ask if there's new. Ask if there's tourists. And I say, one, two, three, go. Mm-hmm. Right? It doesn't take me long. Yeah. Um, when you're a teenager and running, you go to a, a race. Now there's all that pressure. Mm-hmm. right? So you, you've been usually the day before, two days before. You've picked up your chip. You've picked, picked up your number. You've had a chance to process it. Oh, my God, this is actually going to happen. You line up. There's a thousand other people there, and they're all fitter than you right. Right? because that's what your brain's saying. Everybody's going to kick my hiney, right. right? So now all those nerves come up because yeah. right? now um, you're, being, you're measuring yourself about winning and about the time. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, we all measure ourselves that way, yeah. right? The pro- and, and that's how we... A lot of people, that's how they prove that they're happy, right? Mm-hmm. If I if I run a 25-minute 5K, I'm going to be happy because I ran my 25-minute 5K. If I make $50,000 a year, I'm going to be happy because I made $50,000 a year. The problem is, is that's never finite because as soon as you make 50K a year, you want to make 55. And as soon as you run 25 minutes, you'll run around 24. And as soon as you climb that mountain, you want to climb something higher. So park run's different because what it does is it builds joy. Mm-hmm. And joy is not something that you, is finite. You don't get joy. It's just joy, right? right? It happens because of everything around you, extraneous to the environment. And I think, um, and that's why I said earlier, it, it builds both physical health, but it builds mental health. Yeah. Because it, it's relying on that, that one key component, that word joy. And if we can learn to be joyous, happiness happens. Right. Right. So if you're joyous about being out there and around the people that are competing, 
or running or participating, um, it it breeds smiles, mm-hmm. and and that's for me that that's what this is about. Mm-hmm. That's what Parkrun's about. Well, Bill, when I read your bio, I thought uh, you might be a little bit of an intimidating person. I mean, you've got a military background. You've done all these amazing physical feats. And uh, I love what you just said about getting the joy out of physical fitness and the camaraderie of meeting people and stuff. Was there a point in your life when you made a mental transition from being like a regimented military guy and I've got to run this much and I've got to beat this time to, hey, we can really help a lot of people get into shape mentally and physically. And uh, the park run is more of a fun thing and it's not a race. Was there something within you that shifted over time? No, I, you know, my military background is my military background and my running, I was I was a runner before I was a military human. Right. Um, something shift. I've always been this way, and mm-hmm. it's funny that you you read my bio and you thought my, I might be a bit of an intimidating guy. I can be an intimidating human being. Make no mistake about it. If <laughs> if I want to drive a point home, I'm I'm pretty good at making myself. Well, you're running a kitchen, so yeah. You be, uh, I, I I can be very yeah. I can I can be. Um, I won't use the word I what I can be, but I can be one <laughs> for sure. Um, but um, I've I've been running's been it's been my life. So um, and 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 cooking has been the other side of my life. The military portion of my life is such a small spot right. because I was I mean yeah I was a military guy, but I fixed planes for a living. So. Um, you know, it's not like I was out shooting a gun all day long right. and having to be bigger and larger in life and you know, Rambo kind of guy. Right. That wasn't that wasn't me. But I mean, you don't get frustrated with uh, people who are overweight. No. And maybe walk the majority of this no. program. I, I I don't get frustrated. To me, out there, seeing you get back across that five k mark, crawling, with a smile on your face, yeah. I know you found joy, and. Uh, anytime I can help somebody in their life find that feeling, because yeah. kids have that. Kids are happy all the time. Right. Right? Kids, are, unless they've hurt themselves or they've lost a toy or something along that nature, children are generally happy. It's not until we hit teenagehood that we start to measure ourselves against our peer group. And that then dictates whether we're happy or not. Mm-hmm. We've forgotten about the sheer joy of just being. And park run and running for me has always been just being. Like I've been, yeah, I've been a fast guy and I, I've been I've been one of those, I've been fortunate. I found something that made me joyous at a very young age mm-hmm. um, and lived my life down that road. Yeah. Um, it, it's been good. <laughs> it's also been very bad. Um because I've done things that maybe I shouldn't have done because I wanted to go run. Right. I made some mad, bad decisions financially because I'm going to go do this triathlon. Right. Right. I can't afford it, but I'm going to go do it. Um, but uh, no, there's, there's really no shift involved. It's, it's just um, I get dialed by watching people smile because nice. I know that I'm a part of that. 
Right. right. I know I'm a, part, I'm a part of their joy, and it has nothing to do with the time. It has nothing to do with the money. It has nothing to do with anything. The fact that they've just completed something that they may never have thought that they could do, mm-hmm. walk or run. Right. Right. There are people out there that, that say, "I'll never walk 5K." Right. So they they do that the first time, and they get this big grin in the face, and they get me going, "Come on, you can make it. Keep coming. You're doing looking good." Yeah, they they love it. They love it. That's awesome. So, Bill, I'd like you to nominate someone, anyone in the city of Kelowna that you know or know about that uh, you find to be a very interesting person and you would love to see come on the show in the future. Uh, that's easy. Dean Mitchell. Okay. Tell us a little bit about Dean. Dean is a registered nurse. Um, he works with um, in the psychological field of nursing. Mm-hmm. Um, he's... Uh, been a triathlete for a lot of years he's a runner um and he's just this really unique interesting fun human right he's um when you meet him you'll understand why i nominate nominate dean yeah dean's dean's great guy awesome and besides parkrun.ca, what's the best way for someone to reach you if they want to participate, um, maybe uh, as a volunteer in the future? Do you have any social media? So I can be found lots of places. So, yeah, social media. So Parkrun, obviously, if you Parkrun Okanagan, um, Facebook, uh, Parkrun, um, I can reach it through my personal email, uh, Wheels of justice my last name is justice so j-u-s-t-u-s uh, at gmail.com nice. um i can be reached at um okanagan office at parkrun.com mm-hmm. um i can reach be reached by by text at 250-448-8332 i don't mind if any of the, or all of that gets out there i've got a twitter account um i've got an instagram account run for free um is yeah. that F-O-R free? Yeah, F-O-R, run, run underscore F-O-R underscore free. Okay, great. Um, and I can reach DK's Grill. So there's lots of places to get a hold of. If you Google me, you'll find me. It's uh, yeah. not hard. But the easiest way is probably Facebook. I And I, I, I respond quickly. So if somebody's looking yes. for training advice or how to get involved in parkrun or whatever it is, I'm open to anybody contact me at any time. Bill, thank you very much for your time and fascinating conversation. And uh, I think I'm going to try out the park run next week. Sounds good. Look forward to seeing you. Good to meet you. You too.